Perfect. Welcome back to another edition of the Mind of Edition. I want to say it like Matt. I ain't doing it right. Trash. Edition. 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 Just stop. Another episode of the Edition. Mind of Monty podcast with uh, my Sparkle. regular co host, Georgina. That must be her new gimmick. Just for today. I'm not calling you that, TC. Anyway, uh, what's <laughs> You know, you never have to say my name when we're having conversation, right? You just did that to spite Georgina, and Georgina is not finna deal with that today. Can we get on with this? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm TC. Can we get on this with See? this, TC? You did it again. <laughs> Get on All right, we're gonna we're gonna jump on in the uh, NXT. Ain't no point. Ain't no point in that. So we had another um, fun field Wednesday of crowdless professional wrestling. No, no, you said that all wrong. This is the first uh, uh, WWE version of that, though. I need you to highlight this. Oh, they the, ain't they ain't the, nothing been fun about these crowdless <laughs> shows. It's been cringeworthy. A lot of cringe. Uh, yeah. Not much fun. But um, this, this this show scene was very fun. I agree. This NXT was was the best crowdless WWE put together show. Yeah, that's what I think. I think this one this the one saw what uh, AEW did last week and decided to you know what we're just gonna go on ahead and actually you know get back on track because what I like the most about it is this was the first night, honestly in my opinion, that has been just straight up wrestling. Yeah, they didn't show any of those. Um, those there wasn't no throwback matches. There wasn't right. no, uh, you know, just a, a bunch of filler video packages. Nah. You know, uh, I I didn't see a lot of it. I, I, after every commercial, it seemed like we were either continuing or going into another match. So, or or and if it was a promo segment, it was setting up, you know, the the, the next few NXT television that will you know that we will start airing. Take over caliber matches, so uh, I really enjoyed it. I think that's that's probably the biggest difference between this and what SmackDown and Rawls has had to offer, and and NXT Net last week because they didn't do much but get video packages off last right. week. And let me just say this: all these throwaway matches that they um putting together for Mania, what they could do instead of showing old WrestleManias is actually put some story into those mid card undercard matches. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, but this ain't that show. That are wasting 40 minutes. This ain't that show. Fine, it ain't. All right, don't, I'm done. Stop, done don't, complaining. Stop giving the main <laughs> roster this So, NXT opened up with a great match um, with Austin Theory um, versus Tyler Breeze. I loved how Austin Theory um brought the phone out there, kind of throwback to Tyler's old or current. I don't even know if that's, I don't know, uh. Well, I guess that may be. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think it's old. I think it's pretty current. Current, okay. I had to double check. Current uh, gimmick. Um, which overall it was, it seemed like a pretty good. Like I'm, I'm gonna just disclaim now. 
I didn't watch any of this, um, really. Medical school is kicking my behind this week. Telelearning is awful. Right. And I hate it. Which is, yeah, so for all the people who don't know, the virus didn't necessarily cancel anything for us. Uh, still school going on. It's just online. We don't go out to the school, but... You know, still just as much of a headache, if not more of a headache now that everything is headache. online. Probably more of a headache because of the way things are done now. Because, you know, but, people don't know uh, how to use technology. Exactly. A lot of people, not only not people not know how to use technology, but just also. They're trying to regulate it, too. You have to, it's certain things you have to qualify. Like, when you're in person, oh, I see them tomorrow, I can, I can save this, or I can do this. But when it's online, you know, you got everything at once, pretty much most of the time. Exactly, and you don't really get a turn-off switch. Like in, 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 you know, our line of schooling, you don't get a turn-off switch anyway, but it's even less so when everything is online and they try to regulate and tell you that you have to put on clothes to do certain things when I'm at home. I don't appreciate it, and I'm tired, <laughs> and it's only Thursday. Um, but, yeah, Munchie, what's your thoughts on that Austin Theory Tyler Breeze match? Yeah, so as far as the match was uh. Pretty solid, uh, you know, uh, on a lot in a lot of areas. What I like the most is what I've seen, especially in this match. Not so much the rest of the show, but everybody seemed to, instead of you know, barring AEW's idea with the crowd and all of that, they just kind of felt the silence with with talking. It was moments where Byron Saxon and Tom Phillips just would not speak and let Austin Theory and Tyler Breeze go back and forth with a little track, and Austin Theory. Got his trash talk off. Like he told you've been here ten years and you worried about me. Like he was he was just telling him all this. I'm twenty two, you old. He was, just, he was just giving him all types of lines. And that ended up costing him because he grabbed uh the phone, tried to give Tyler Breeze a, a memory, so he say, by putting the video up of him doing his finisher to Tyler. Tyler reverses, hit him with the uh beauty shot uh kick that's been his finish in NXT for years. I was happy I haven't seen him use it or at least win with it in so long. Uh, anybody who's been watching Tyler for as long as I have, or anybody who's appreciate him as a worker, they probably I don't know how I don't know if you guys were as happy as I was, but I know I was very happy just to see Tyler not only on TV but to win, and in the way he did, it was uh, obviously probably a fluke because it seemed like Theory got got you know big headed, but I love that story. I love that finish. It was just a good, it was a good match, and then like I said, especially when, so far in my opinion, the match quality probably, you know, as it should has the match quality on these empty arena shows hasn't been the greatest, you know, uh, so far, and it probably shouldn't be too. Yeah, I probably yeah. shouldn't be expecting Matt class, and even if it is, well, even if it is a classic, it won't be what you're used to because you know a classic match you can tell by the crowd a lot of times. That something great is going on, not just because of the chance, but the involvement of the crowd, how into it they are. If they're on the edge of their seats just like you are, it makes the match even better. With no crowd, you lose that. So, you know, even if it is one, it's going to be different than what we're used to as wrestling fans. Yeah, and then, like, I don't see a point in people, like, like in at this time anyway, doing dives, like, um, from the inside to the outside, like... Yeah, it hasn't been that much of those, and it has. It's, of course, every now and then, like Sammy did some insane stuff, and when we get to the AD, AEW uh, yeah, part, but I'm saying like, it, but you, uh, you seeing less and less of it in matches. Yeah, and uh, what else I was about to say though about that? Uh, 
I agree. You're not going to see that. And maybe, and like I said, maybe they shouldn't be. With everything that's going on, why would you want to injure yourself also? Right. You know, or whatever. So I get that too. Uh, but still a good match. Decent enough story. And I love, I love this. I want, I want Raw and SmackDown to pick up on it. If, if it's going to be dead silence in there, tell Michael Cole and them to shut up a little bit and let the wrestlers add dialogue to the fighting. It makes sense. If they're, you know, if they're talented enough or smart enough to stick with what's going on. Awesome Theory showed me a lot for somebody that's 22 anyway. But, yeah, next. Yep. Um, so, we really don't have much to talk about um, for that one. But you do want me to, because um, uh, Killian Dame had a match with somebody who is not a job. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know who uh, Tahuti Miles, Miles is. is. I, that was, that's pretty much my he, I said, yeah, I said, I wrote down swagger because he seemed to be walking with a swag and his uh, was he, was uh, he melanated? some type of swag, yeah, your brother, oh. with swag. Uh, he walked around with swag, he's in the army. He, I think he told Tom Phillips or whatever Tom Phillips said that if you can make if I can make the army, I can make it anywhere. Seemed to be some good, seemed to be a great athlete based on what I've seen, some of the moves, some of his reversals, but uh, then wasn't a long match. Killing Dane took him out as he should have, but uh. Yeah, I, I don't know who he is. Maybe he's going to be somebody important in the future. Maybe he's just, like you said, a PC guy who they want to throw in there and give him a chance. Either way it goes, I'll, I'll be keeping an eye out. So. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Io Shirai and Candice LeRae both um, won their qualifying match for that big six-woman ladder match for the chance to be the um, number one contender for the winner of the WrestleMania match between Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. Also, it was. And I only wrote like five words for this. Round of applause. I don't know how you got that out in one, you know, breath. I would have had to pause or something. Anyway. Uh, um, also, um, all of the past losers of the qualifying match, ne- is it next week? Yeah, that's N- what they put on the screen. Next week will be given a chance to qualify. Um, in a uh, gauntlet match, I think. Which strong? I I figured I'm surprised Raw or SmackDown haven't decided to take up most of their show or most of their time with a gauntlet match. So they've done it before. That's why I'm saying, why not use it now when it's useful and you can use less people that way. That's and fair. it's gonna take up a big chunk of your show if you book it a certain if way. If you book it right, yeah. you can it. like if you SmackDown if you like SmackDown did with Kofi years ago, you can set aside your whole year. last hour. Last year. It feel like that's how long, that's how far removed from that I feel. Ain't that something? But yeah, last year, that's the same thing they did, but they took, that was like the whole hour they showed. Or like himself, Rollins. He wrestled for over an hour just to end up losing two matches before the final, I think, or something Mm -hmm. years ago. Oh, yeah, that was good. But anyway, uh, it's a great thing you can use. But that to point that out, and also I'm, I'm yay, happy. I called it the EO. Would pop up for that ladder match. I'm happy she's uh, healthy. Uh, Candice LeRae won in a pretty real. Now, what I want to highlight about that situation was nice to see Aaliyah back. Aaliyah loses quick, though. Uh, you know, after getting her, she got her nose legit broke by Zia Lee. Uh, but then Zia Lee gets attacked, and then that's how EO shows up. So uh, they both get a second chance. Zia Lee and Aaliyah gets a second chance next week. I'm I'm thinking Dakota Kai gonna take the gauntlet match, but you know we'll see. You never know. We'll see, right? Uh, Dijakovic. Hey, 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 
I'm the moderator. Well, you're not doing a good job. Get on it. I was waiting on you to finish talking. It's fine. Anyway, so I wrote this down on my paper as the big three triple threat match. Was it possibly for takeover? Question mark. Yeah, that was that was pretty much the biggest question coming from it because Dajakovi ended that segment standing tall. Uh, the North American title uh, will be on the line next week and uh, in a triple threat match. And uh, that seemed to be where they've been heading for a while. So, like, I, my, what I wanted to know, uh, like you just emphasized, where's this one of those? Ori- they didn't really say it. Because I know Gargano and uh, Chompa in two mm-hmm. weeks will be uh, one that was probably going to be on the card. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what about Finn so. and uh, Walter? Like, what, what, what are we doing, you know? So, I, I, I want to know. I want to keep an eye out on that. It doesn't really matter. I'm pretty sure it'll be a takeover quality match next week either way. That's what I'm saying. You know, we'll see. Starting next week, and I guess since Mania will be next Saturday and Sunday, that we will see some some people try to throw it all the way out there. In my opinion, uh, when it comes to wrestling wise, because uh, I don't see how you can book if it's gonna be an empty arena, you can't give me, you know, regular matches. No. On a, on a two day card. Right. It's eight matches a card, and then next week, no and then since they taking a takeover from us, you can't take away the takeover quality wrestling. Like, you see what I'm saying? So, and them three together, they're going to be great anyway. But, you know, what's next? Also, did you get how I called them the big three? Yeah, because that's literal. Yeah, very literal. Thanks. Okay. I I, I, I Appreciated it. that. I get so, to play on words. So, Stallion Riddle. That's exactly it. what I wrote in my notes, too. Stallion Riddle. He don't even get called Matt to me anymore. He's that's Stallion. not his name. Stallion Riddle. <laughs> um... Had a match, um, match not really that important, but got jumped by some man called Malcolm Bivens, former wrestler, current heel um, manager. Don't know the name of his protégés, so I just put his protégés. Yeah, not sure what they are, who they are. Uh, You know, not sure what they have going on. They did a nice tag finisher, I guess, even though I've seen that combination done a billion times. But Why are they important? Yeah, why are they important? They obviously are uh, targeting the tag champions. So, you know, they took advantage of Pete being uh, back back in – I was about to say jolly old England, but I don't want to be wrong because he could be in anywhere in the United Kingdom. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. That I don't like that. I don't like saying it anyway. <laughs> jolly old England? What was I even thinking? Man, I don't know. I don't know why I was trying to set that they, up. They depressed half the time anyway. Cause yeah, I don't even know where that come from. I, anyway. A movie problem. <laughs> yeah, some trash. Anyway, the point is, he was at back home, and uh, it probably was a good movie. I'm sorry. Who I offended out there? Not really. I'm not that sorry. Uh, why bring it up? Shut up. Keep talking. Because I'm petty. They, and you said they had Aladdin outfits on. I wrote that down. So now that may I, sound like a roast, but <laughs> I wouldn't, I'm not yeah. trying to roast those gentlemen. I, I, I don't know their names, so I, I got to describe them somehow. I didn't say. They beat up Riddle, though. I didn't so. say, ow, I hurt my shoulder. I didn't say necessarily Aladdin. I said it looks like, um, I actually said Egyptian. I said, do you know the Egyptian type skirts? But you also used Aladdin as an I example. Did, I so did. I figured that would I be a better example Aladdin. than um, Egyptian pants. No, nah, because Aladdin has the harem pants. They have like the little pants with the drop cow. Yeah, I know that's not what they were wearing. No, that's why I wanted that's to clarify and be like, like Egyptian hieroglyphs. That, Either way it goes, they're targeting tag titles. Uh, Malcolm okay. Bivens is hilarious online. So this is a nice little tone switch. I wouldn't expect him to come out. 
he's joking every time I see him on social media. And then he come out all serious my first time seeing him on TV. That's a tone switch, right? It is. Anyway. Good one. Next. Next, we have the final, well, yeah, the final promo of the show. Starring Triple H, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Papa H. Definitely looked like a father in that segment. Oh, yeah, he was talking to him like he was a father, look. Like you better not touch him. Like he he made the face you and all. You better not touch him. You better not touch him. Back up, Johnny. You better not touch me. I love. He, <laughs> that's they, my takeaway. They're acting away. like children. Well, he, at least yes, Johnny's they acting are like definitely children. acting like. Yeah, Johnny Gargano is definitely acting like a child, and I love it. He, he's heel. I love heel Johnny Gargano. This is perfect. I love it. He pointed out. He made some really great points. That's another thing. <laughs> WWE has to stop booking heels that are right. I understand it. Those are the best villains, but I don't think they need to get it. I don't think they need they don't you shouldn't understand it. We need some people that we legit don't like. You know what I'm saying? Besides Baron Corbin. It's gonna be the only person that people legit don't like, <laughs> I like in the Baron. whole company. <laughs> Everybody else. I think we can throw punishment Martinez in there. Yeah, I hate him. He keep mentioning women for some reason. <laughs> he said this stuff, he said if he win the title, he's gonna get him more money, more women, more. And I'm just like, Ew. you're just a sleaze ball, aren't you? It's like his character is just a sleaze. And his his retractable nightstick. Like Yeah, I, walking I, around with a retractable nightstick. He's not likable at all. I died laughing when he like slid it down. It was like, oh spit. No, he is not likable at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, uh but disgusting. yeah. Uh, Anyway, we need. I, I'm sick of y'all giving me these heels that I identify with. Because he's not wrong. Anything he said the other week about everybody just just welcome him back because he hurt himself. That's a good <laughs> point. Like we, we hated him when he left, and then he look get hurt, and next thing you know he come back and we just forget that they was in the middle of doing this before, and then we want to be partners again all of a sudden. Like, yes, Johnny, I'm on your side. Also, as far as in that argument, Champa did attack him. Champa started this. They was friends. They I'm was... talking about last week in the performance, well, two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, and then he was right. Exactly. Good point. He was right in that point. Champa came backstage to attack him. Champa threw the weight. <laughs> That's what Gargano, Gargano was money in this segment. I loved it. It was uh, definitely uh, the right amount of weird, but I think the biggest takeaway and the thing that got everybody hyped. Was the ending? Uh, because he, well, we also got the announcement. I don't want to avoid that. Triple H gonna find some random building <laughs> that he kept mentioning. <laughs> as soon as I find one, because I don't have one currently, because they ain't doing it there. Basically, like, nah, y'all, y'all already y'all, messed up the performance. Up we got <laughs> the performance is gonna get a lot of traffic these next few weeks. You ain't y'all ain't fighting here. <laughs> That's what he was saying. Right. I don't know what bit random building. Just sound like an empty warehouse. A warehouse, probably him and a referee in a ring is probably basically the, the way you described it. Probably the same warehouse they're gonna do this um, Bray Wyatt Cena match. Should have kept Matt Hardy. Could have used his yard and house. Mmm. Okay. Uh, anyway. Anyway, so the Go end ahead. of that promo um, and match like announcement, whatever, um, was a video package, kind of revealing that Killer Cross is coming to NXT. Oh no! It, it's no kind of that was him, and he was there. Now I don't. Now you, I say it is kind of when it comes to like when that may be the only kind of we don't know when he's showing up, but he don't like one of them in the ring. I assume maybe he don't like none of them. That's Either way it goes, Killer Cross is coming, and he's gonna have something to do with probably Johnny Wrestling or Chompa. 
you know, know that we'll see that package struck fear into my heart. I think that's what he was going for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid for whomever's in that ring. I love Killer Cross, man. And, and uh, Triple H didn't help at all because he was looking. He was like, "Yeah, he was surprised too, or finna, whatever." Y'all really finna play this right like, now? Who, who told y'all to play some? You know, when Boss Man looked confused, it's, 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 all right, we got to pay attention to this. Uh, Triple H ain't know this was happening, uh, uh, but right. yeah, uh, great episode. Like I said, best no crowd show WWE didn't put on, and I I don't want to say uh, it's an obvious reason why, but you know, <laughs> I know I know somebody <clears throat> somebody booking one of these shows, and he ain't the same person who booking the other show. And then the best no crowd show for the main roster show. Guess who has something to do with that? <laughs> Triple H, <laughs> and it was because of him. Yeah, it was because of him. Austin, he close third in that yeah, area. Austin, is Austin third. close right tough behind crowd. him. Tough, he tough was, crowd. Really, really that was hilarious. Crowd. I give him props for cracking me up, even though it was cringeworthy. Oh well. Yeah. On to the people who <laughs> seem to get this no crowd stuff down so far. Right, uh, right, 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 right. Another All good show. NXT. What does that stand for? I I know the I thought the original was just next because like you next who next up like that's what I uh, like when the reality show part of it yeah yeah it used to shows who's next up it doesn't have like an acronym though okay because I'm sitting here like, looking I was like they both got three letters but one of them actually is an acronym yeah I so, don't think it's so. <laughs> yeah I think next is just like NXT is just like short for for like next but and they I think couldn't actually use next. With. Because um, MTV had that trash like dating show that was called Next, and you have to have a three letter staple if you're trying to get it your own type of brand, I guess. As far as like SmackDown got more than the show. As far as like, uh, uh, well, based on what it became, that worked out perfectly. They stuck with Next. That's true. I'm talking about like the. Uh, I'm talking about like if you're trying to make it. What it became. Yeah, you don't. You don't want. You don't want like a, a own brand to be called Next. Right, right. Gotcha, right. gotcha. All right. Like for what it was, that's what I saw. But hey, you're right. It doesn't. It didn't have to be that. It could have been anything. But most of them, especially since it seemed to be a promotion within a promotion, that's what I mean. But they had FCW. Also, three letters: Florida Championship Wrestling. But they you see what mean I'm trying something. to say? OVW. I'm saying they still uh, were three uh, uh, letters. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. As far as them meaning something. It means next. That's all I got <laughs> because I don't. It ain't. It's definitely not an acronym. So right, I'm sorry. I didn't mean. I didn't mean to take oh, that down. Cool. That road. North extreme. What no, touching? No, no. I don't. Got, touching. <laughs> touching. <laughs> touching. North extreme tack outs. I'm trying to uh, tap out. I said tack outs. What is a tack out? Talent. Talent. North North extreme talent. New New extreme talent. That's trash. That I hope trash. not. I hope not. All right. <laughs> That's the acronym. <laughs> All Elite Wrestling. No. Dynamite. Oh. Um. It better not be the acronym. All Elite Wrestling. That dynamite. Um, oh, God. New place. Extreme Talent. Oh, I can see, I can see Vince. They were, they were notably understaffed. Um, we, we had um, Kenny Omega and Cody. Um, Did you hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not leaving this. How old is Vince? He's seventy four. Oh yeah, you can't tell me you can't see ten years, sixty some year old Vince. New extreme talent. I can see him getting hype behind it. 
I mean, he did make the XFL. <laughs> yeah, he, that exactly. Yeah. So extreme. I'm, we own or something with, the X. with the X. We own or something here. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. That's what I'm Yeah, okay. you're talking about the understaffed crowd. Shh, shh, shh. They obviously use a lot less people than the week before. They did. It was definitely a close set. Um, like I said, Kenny Omega and Cody were joining. They were double booked. Joining Tony Schiavone on commentary. Um, Kenny was there for the match that Cody was in, which is actually our first match. So we'll go ahead and get into yeah, that. Cody literally t- talked during the intro and then dropped the headset. They show his video package as he walks through the turn- tunnel and pops up, getting ready to walk to the ring. <laughs> That's how understaffed they were. <laughs> like it wouldn't. It's no in betweens. You know what I mean? No, no, nothing. He probably he used to all his stretching for his match before they cut the cameras on or whatever, or before they was live. Like that's how understaffed it was. Yeah. So Cody, um, what well, looked faced, anyway? Face Jimmy Havoc. Um, we we both kind of. Well, I didn't watch again. But um, with with looking at the matchup, you would probably assume who would win. Um, yeah, they had that bad that tonight. Uh, you know, as far as yesterday go, the the matches seemed to be predictable. But Jimmy Havoc gave it a great go. Oh, he yeah. was, it wasn't it wasn't a squash match. Like it was a competitive endeavor, and um, but you just knew who would be victorious. Then Jake the Snake cut a promo. Um, go ahead and talk about that promo, bro. It was a great promo. Uh, he he just. Uh, he also set up basically kind of why a lot of this, res- you know, resentment from Jake. Apparently, uh, AEW brought in Tully, brought in Arn Anderson, brought in Jake, people like Jake the Snake. It was like this meeting of older guys or whatever. And apparently Jake was the only one who didn't get a job from it or a call back or whatever. And that's what brought this on, at least basically – um, a little bit of what Jake said and what Cody kind of confirmed when they came back from commercial. So uh, it started from something like that. At least that's why Jake is not happy with Cody. Uh, as far as uh, Archer goes, Archer said they, uh, they, I think he mentioned it, how they saw him in Japan and that was the problem, <laughs> which I loved it. I loved his point. He said, yeah, they seen what he was doing to people in Japan and the, and the elite were afraid. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, it's so, it's so, oh, it's so great. And then he did it, he did it easily. He just said, all he asked for was one thing, you know, which is basically let, uh, uh, sound like he was basically asking, let him premiere. You know, I want to, he want to start with Cody, but Cody basically went back and forth with him, uh, after the, after the pre-recorded sitting, uh, you know, segment, Cody came back and was like, no. You're not gonna start off with me. You don't just jump in AEW and you get to fight me. You got to prove yourself. So that's why next week, uh, to go ahead and break it, next week or next Dynamite, Cody said, uh, Archer will he can debut. He's fine. He said he can go ahead and he can debut. He didn't say who, so I don't think it's gonna be Cody versus Archer next week. But it definitely will be, be Archer versus yeah. Archer's gonna come destroy somebody most QT, likely. Sunny, Brandon, and uh, so uh, Sorry, with that. Guys. But I love the promo from Jake. Jake left him with, uh, you know, just give us that one opportunity. We'll get, we'll do what needs to be done is basically what he said. And he was like, trust me. Oh, and I, oh, it, and I, I'm promising anybody that's an old school, like Jake fan and know the origin of that line. And then like what Kenny said right after it, you know, you never trust a snake. Oh, it was just money. It was perfect. I love everything Jake been doing. He's been killing these promos. Is uh, I'm happy for Archer. I can't wait to see. You know, just how 
uh, important he end up being in the grand scheme of things because he's a he's a guy I've been telling you about for years. WWE should have never let go. The dude was six seven in the mid two thousands doing six seven, not seven, six seven doing moonsaults and the old school like Undertaker. Like he's 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 an insane athlete. Never understood why WWE let him go. I'm happy he back in America on television. I've got two words. What's up? Tramp stamp. That's why they let him go. Thanks a lot, people. Who's that? It's your grandma. Okay, my grandmother is is interrupting uh, my show right now. This is going to definitely have to get edited out. So, I was like, nah, this is too good. I need this content. Maybe she'll say something crazy. And that's exactly what happened. I get called, what, my side going to be messy? Messy. What that mean? I don't know. I think my audio sounds pretty good. (laughs) What is she talking? Wow. Yo, your opinion gonna be messy just like your granddaddy. That's sure. what she said. Sure. Sure, sure. Anyway, uh <laughs> phones go off, they happen. This is my platform. It's beautiful. I get to do stuff like this and and uh I don't care. I, I break rules. Uh, <laughs> okay. This is what happens. Who are we talking about? Jake. All right, we, we finished that segment. We can move on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did I what what was the last thing I said? You said it don't matter. You, oh, We're I, good. I said We're tramp stamp. Ah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, That's an underrated thing. Now that he got the tattoo finished on his back, will he get more respect in America? That's a good point. I'm not going to fake. Maybe when when it was just a tramp stamp, he was just like, man, we can't have nobody with a tramp stamp stamp. on on television. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm like, that's messed up. uh, But, yeah, all right, what's next? What's the next thing? Darby Allen did a promo um, stating that his opponent for the night, Kip Sabian, was just a sacrificial lamb. Yep, he's uh, he's only – I'm only going to kill you because I'm I'm not even focused on you, basically. He was just like, when I beat you up, I see Sammy. I see the inner circle, basically. Uh, He set pictures of them uh, on a table and pretty much set the whole table on fire with a nice little visual visual. During his match, which was a pretty solid match, but uh, Darby won. Uh, During that match, Cody. Cody uh, reference. I'm, I'm, I was. I don't know what's going on. I couldn't breathe for him. That's why I filled up the dead that. air. Anyway, uh, yeah, Cody. You couldn't breathe for a minute. Anyway, <laughs> you, you, now you messing me up. Why are you trying to take? Don't don't focus on that. <laughs> you ain't supposed to focus on that part. Anyway, when we go back down there, we gotta um, let your grandma hear this podcast. <laughs> Sure. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Cody uh, compared Darby Allen to a young Sting, which I'd never even thought about the same way Shivani. That's pretty much what Shivani said right out. I never even thought about that. <laughs> That's what he said. But, yeah, uh, with the face paint and, you know, got little kids painting up their face like, you know, I can see it. They're giving them that nice push. I love Darby Allen, man. He's great. Such a great He's getting movie. bigger for some reason. Chill out, Darby. You know, I guess you should. He should get big though, because the bumps he take. Yeah. You know, that skinny frame wasn't gone. Yeah, he needs to probably need the bulk up because he's insane. But next, next we have Jake Hagar. Uh, I just I just wrote Jake Hagar next, and I assume that that meant next to challenge um, John Moxley. Oh uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, cuz they uh he he fought a job or it didn't really matter and 
Uh, it was quick. He choked him out pretty fast. But they showed this nice dominant uh, video package, and Moxley came out, hit him with the uh, paradigm shift, and Jake just shook it off, grabbed his ankle, and was trying to go for the ankle lock until uh, you know Moxley reversed it. Great little uh, teaser from what may you know what may be coming between Jake and. Uh, Moxley and Jake seems to be uh, the real deal, at least the way the way WWE, the way AEW wants you to believe that. Like they're booking him like he's the he's the big bad, he's a big guy. So if Moxley gets that victory, if he can be that first, which he probably will, be that first loss on Hager's record, it's gonna mean something just based on the way they're building Hager up because he's choking everybody out. So mm-hmm. uh, also plot hole that I, I realized has not mm-hmm. been addressed. So I've been looking at the AEW rankings and I can pull them up in a minute just to be sure that I'm right. But Jake Hagar is not number one. That's fair. Uh he's not. I don't know. I don't know if he's he doesn't officially got the shot, but they are setting it up, if you see what I'm trying to say. They I say know, he on a, so. they say they on a collision course and Moxley pretty much did everything but call him out. So it, they they they're heading there. I agree. I don't know if Jake and slip to number five or something or whatever, but yeah, uh, um, that is a plot hole. If he gets a shot without advancing in the rankings, uh, yeah, I can see some continuity issues or at least some issues on how important those rankings are supposed to be. Because last time we saw, um, I think Jericho was number one, um, he still is number one, and Jake is number four. Um, okay, cool. So they didn't at least upgrade to get him into the top five. Yes. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Jake is number four. Cody's number three. So he would have to beat Cody, I'm assuming. Which I, I can see him doing it if they book it. Um, and then, like, he's But still I don't think they'll make him fight Jericho. To take on MJF. I think they're just trying to keep Jericho off TV. Like, the longer he's not wrestling, the, the more other people have a chance to catch up um, to his record. That's what I think. Yeah, you're probably right, but uh, uh, I don't know if he's going to have to fight everybody in the rankings to get up. I just think now that he's top five, they can just push him into that spot. Maybe he may fall out if he loses. I don't know. But you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if you have to be no, the number one guy, but he could. That's fair. That's fair. He, he could. could Jake to. could be in a um, – Number one contendership match. Yeah, triple threat with them. That's three. usually how they do it. Like, That's usually how they do it. Triple anyway. threat or a fatal four way, and then yeah. him him pin, um, either Cody or Kenny, um, because Kenny number five. Um, yeah. and like I said, Jericho probably won't even have to move. Or exactly. Or, or what? And you know, I so it. Yeah, I, it's possible. Like I said, it doesn't. It's, the fact that he's in the top five removes everything. He's there. Trust okay. Me. Cool. He's, cool. That's what I was wondering because I think the last time I checked, he wasn't even in. He wasn't at number four. But now he is, so we're good. We're good. <clears throat> Next, we had a video packet showing the exalted one, also known as Brody Lee, eating steak, throwing shots, living his best life. Yeah, uh, shots that weren't really even shots. Like I said, you can look at it as a shot if you know the stories, but if you looked at it like the way I looked at it originally time, without yeah. being reminded about that, crazy. Uh, it was just a good, it's like it's great character building. It, it shows how unhinged he is. It shows that he is the, the de facto, like it's nobody's on his level, even Uno, none of those, they are his underlings, you know? Yes. So it, it kind of shows that. And uh, 
I can see a, a nice dynamic there. I also I may be looking way too ahead, but once this Dark Order stuff gets things going, if he has this type of attitude towards his members, I can see uh, what's the guy, the, the 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 guy who they really seem to like in the Dark Order, the, the Tyson guy. guy, the other guy. Yeah, not the not the guy he was just not, not the, John not Silver and Watching My Face, but the other guy. guy. Ooh, I can't think of his name. I, we, I think you need to find his name. He's important. I'm googling it. But I think, uh, I think, I think I can see something where you know down the line he gets tired of being told what to do and he, you know, strikes out against the exalted one or something. Maybe I'm just fantasy booking, you know, way too far ahead. But I can see it happening. But uh, anyway, I think it's Stu Grayson. Or am I tripping? Is that somebody else? I don't know, bro. Just, just let, not, me, let me find it. I swear, if I find this before you, the the person with the Mac, I mean, not a Mac, with the laptop right in front of you. Just just, just feel the time, babe. Feel the time. Uh, yeah, I was right. Stu Grayson. Yep. I don't think so. I'm glad I found his name. But, yeah, uh, Stu Grayson uh, it was the guy I was talking about. It is Stu Grayson. So yeah, uh, Stu. I can see Stu uh, striking out against Brody uh, soon. But I'm like I said, I'm just not soon, but like down the line. But I, I'm just booking in my head. Maybe Even it's some possible outs. You know. Uh, but uh, I love it. Uh, as far as the shots goes with McMahon, I don't know where that's headed. But you know, if anybody can take him, it's somebody like him who was done wrong. I don't want that to be lost. Like, don't take this as AEW doing like stuff too and just try to forget that people like Brody Lee was supposed to be released what over a year ago mm-hmm. and had to sit and do nothing until they decided to until release they him. let him go like come on like don't forget that when you look at this that he that he threw on shots events a lot and try to just forget stuff like that that's important so uh you know I don't really feel bad about the shots I think that's cool you know, uh, I doubt it. WWE would even acknowledge it on television. They shouldn't. That seems to be their their thing anyway. Uh, I don't think this is one of those times where taking shots at the other company can hurt you because it's not like they're taking a shot at NXT, which is their direct competition. I mean, you know what I mean? They're not necessarily on the level of Raw and SmackDown yet anyway. So it's not like they're taking shots there. They can do that and be fine if you see if you see what I'm trying to say. Right. So I don't I don't really see this firing back on him. I think it was a good little thing, and then also subtle enough that if you're a new fan, you didn't have a clue that that's what that was. Yeah. So it wasn't like Vince don't like people who sneeze. It wasn't that. It wasn't that obvious. Nah. But if you knew the story, if then you know, you, got you know. It. If you didn't know exactly, you just thought it was good character building. Which yeah, because like me watching it for the first time without all of the outside influence, you know, saying that oh it was shot to Vince, I was like. He just looked like a very um, crazy person, um, and I would an old bald dude. What's the bald dude's name? The other John, bald John dude. Silver. John Silver, Bruh, you need to get out. I saw you on BT. You didn't want to be there from jump. You need to just let go, just let go. Um, then we had Kenny Omega versus Tammy Guevara for the Triple A Mega Champion Championship. Right, oh, Kenny Omega with the Mega Belt. Dope. Uh, great match. Sammy Guevara is a, a great look. Like he, 
He had like a lot of people talks about like his move set for the most part when they talk about his wrestling, but he's very underrated at being slimy. He's getting so good at that, in my opinion. Yeah, it's just so being at just being a great, just like little heel and dastardly. And I love how defiant and rebellious he was towards the finish when Kenny was setting up for the V trigger and he threw the middle finger back and uh then he took the V trigger and one winged angel and lost. And it, it was just a great, you know, nice Match that Sammy actually control for the most part, and uh, if he didn't spend so much time, you know, making passes at Brandy <laughs> or, or whatever he was focused on, uh, you know, he probably could have won the match. But th- I think that was the story. You know, Sammy's younger; he's in, you know cocky, so he's. Uh, I think that's. I think that's the one thing that maybe in a few years, when Sam- if Sammy changes his character up or if his look seems to change, I can see a great story with how he was cocky, you know, and, you know, arrogant. And then he got used all of that talent that we all know he have eventually. And maybe one day turning face. Now, I don't know if he will, cause he's so good at this. Oh yeah. He don't need to. No. Cause he's great at this, but I'm just saying I can see it because it's a great story on how he loses his matches now. I can see one formulating, and then here that I, that's that's just me, you know, armchair booking again, as I tend to do. <laughs> then we got anyway. or either before or after I don't remember, I don't remember the order. Then we got an update on Nick that, Jackson. This was before that match, but fine. We got an update on Nick um, via Vanguard One spying on folks, like you know he does. Yeah, I thought that was cool. It was a nice, unique way of basically just saying you know he's he's getting better or he's okay uh, without. You know, I mean, maybe it's a little bit too much effort for something that's usually just like Michael Cole shouting it out that he'll be back or or somebody. You know what I mean? Like, that's usually how a lot of these returns or when somebody's taking off TV is handled or you don't hear anything, you know, to just say we hope to see him in WWE soon or something like that. Right. But, uh, you know, I, lo- I liked it. It was different. Use Vanguard 1, also world building for Matt because based on what he's about to do, he needs like his own universe. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, running on into that. Then we had the the Matt Hardy confronts Jericho uh, thing. I know they had Chris Jericho confronted him. That's the way they promoted it because they like, yeah, y'all know how the champion talks. It was a confront. It was a ooh ooh. ooh, ooh what was that? Confrontation. It was in. Ugh. It was a confrontation, regardless of who confronted whom. Yeah, the fact that you couldn't get that sentence out. No, I started saying it, but it it sounded wrong to me, to my to my headphone ears, Um, and I was like, "Nah, not finna, not finna have y'all play me like that." You playing yourself? (laughs) What are you talking about? Anyway, (laughs) who is y'all playing you? Is my point. Don't worry about that. Just 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 keep on with this promo, bro. Uh, I'm not doing a promo. Bizarre promo. Uh, somebody from Instagram. Let me get the brother his credit since you just want to blurt out bizarre. They uh they uh somebody commented on Instagram was like you know uh both ending shows promos were bizarre, trash but awesome. I delete the trash because I didn't think neither one was like bad, but they definitely were both bizarre. Very strange. And uh. And uh, also awesome, especially Matt and whatever that was, Matt and Jericho had going on. It was hilarious. Right. Like, I, but at the same time, just like, it was, I don't know, you know, I, it was. 
the the most interesting part I, I, I use the word interesting loosely um chris jericho was was arguing with vanguard like trying to persuade him with, that's hilarious too yes with uh with money and and champagne for gas and yeah put the bubbly in his gas tank and yeah. his propellers are going to be really spinning he's literally on television arguing with a drone Vanguard number one. Sorry, don't want to disrespect him. <laughs> Look at this. Matt Hardy got us all insane. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, Matt Hardy teleports. That's very important. And controls fire. Uh, and also can control the fire, the, the power of the of the dynamite set. He's very, very mystical. Now, Damascus is not someone to be messed with. Uh, so, I, I like I said... Based on what they have, they're building a nice world for Matt Hardy uh, and, like, what his character can do. Uh, and immediately, do you know what I've noticed? What? That create, that control is there. It is not just from him. Uh, the thing, he he literally said AEW, what AEW meant to him was freedom. And it's just, it's true. Like, just think about this man, that same guy you watched last night do all of this insane stuff on your television that was just sitting backstage months at a time same thing with uh with Brody with that great promo that he had they were just doing nothing right they wouldn't even let Brody speak nothing they couldn't do anything I told you um we we were watching the um promo package I was like you know his voice is so soothing I probably would would join that I'd, I'd follow him and like just to know that we missed out on all of that like well, I remember a short period of time when he, when Bray first let Luke and him go, they let him talk, and then immediately, and I guess since he didn't sound the way he looked to them or whatever, I don't know, but I've heard Brody Lee do. I'm speaking of that, you just subscribed on on Spotify. Talk is Jericho. I've seen. I, I remember the episodes years ago, many years ago with Luke Hoffman, and seeing how great he is. He's hilarious, also too. That's un, people just don't know. So. Uh, yeah, like I said, freedom. Same thing I was saying with Matt, just freedom. You they get to do things and do things that are that you think you think Vince are gonna let that man be teleporting around his empty arena or full arena, no matter what it was. No. You think he'd be doing any of that? No, and uh, uh, I don't think we got to talk about it. And we'll talk about it more in our WrestleMania predictions, lastly. Uh, because I think we pretty much wrapped up the shows. Uh, we got two things we got to discuss. Well, before that, uh, I wanted to talk about how uh, in this situation uh, with the match uh, with uh, Bray Wyatt and John, right? Yeah. What are that's they calling my, it? That's one of my rumors. Okay, so we'll do that now then. Uh, which color? Blue. All right, so let's start off with that one. Um, or do you want to leave that one for last no. so you can get your opinion? Yeah, go ahead. Start off with the other one. So Shayna and Becky are not main event on the first night. They've given that spot to Roman and... Goldberg? Yeah, Goldberg. Um, which is quite disappointing. I would have liked to see them main event one night. But it didn't look like that they are. Um, yeah, that sucks. Uh, I wanted them to main event, especially. I, want, I think they're doing it in reverse. I think that should actually main event over... Of the Goldberg stuff, but at the end of the day, uh, neither build, in my opinion, has me that uh, hype. But I guess I'm way more hyped to watch Shayna and Becky than I am. 
to watch the Goldberg, Goldberg match. But you know, whatever. Uh, um, hopefully, then, they'll just still get enough time to do what they need to do. Yeah. Then Cedric Alexander. Um, I told like last podcast, I speculated that you know he had to he for him to like miss the count. He he must have like actually gotten hit and like had a concussion. Um, he did suffer a concussion, so that's been um, reported. Yeah, I think, like you said, we were pretty much on that one. Uh, not only because of the concussion and all of that, or uh, just like we said, also with the weight of saliva uh, left his mouth. Like I said, he didn't have, he didn't have any control over that. It wasn't a, a wrestler's uh, knocking the spit out situation. No, no, it wasn't. But, uh, I hope like, he gets. You know, I hope he's okay. Take some time off. Yeah. Get some rest. Um, and also, they don't have a name for it. It's just like a movie. They keep calling it a movie-like match. It's not like the House of Horrors. It's not that at all. Um, the well, it is pre-taped, so they can edit and do it. I, all I know is they don't have an excuse if it's, if it's uh, done sloppily. Uh, but I, what I want to point out, since you say it's not like that, I'll leave my point about it being basically something that seemed like from the brain of Matt Hardy. But if it is, I'll, I'll leave that alone. But I did not like my original uh, hearing of it being akin to the House of Horrors because the whole House of Horrors was nothing but uh, a knockoff version of what Matt did. Oh, yeah. And uh, so now that he leaves, like I said, knowing that we know now that Matt want, wanted to, you know, at least get a chance with the character he created to do something. Yeah, because he, he didn't even have that much time. So the fact that... It, that's my point. So if you can do this and this was your idea that you want to do something theatrical with the fiend, why not use Matt or why not help or let Matt help out with the match? We know he has the mind for it. You know, I know I know the contracts were up and all that, but I'm just saying that's the reason why if you utilize people instead of just letting them sit around doing nothing, you know, you know, you never know what you could get or exactly. you never know how things would turn out. But, exactly. you know, whatever, you know, and, that's um, that's just me thinking about it in that way. And um, back to that, allegedly Bray Wyatt and The Fiend will be making appearances um, in this match. Um, that was the rumor that, you know, both his personas will be there. Yeah, well, I can trust it because I'm pretty sure it's already taped. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Or it's already being taped. So, we'll see about that. Uh, all right, I want to see uh, one more thing. Uh, we both got a chance to look at the dark side of the ring. Uh, I just wanted to give my thoughts on that situation. I know uh, Chris Benoit's name uh, for a long time. If you was if you was in, especially in WWE, it's just not even mentioned. But I hope this story shed light on a lot of those, and not the people. Like I said, I told you this years ago. I mean, weeks ago when we first saw the trailer. I, I'm really on Jericho's side when it comes to if you're going to say we're praising a murder, if you're going to say we're doing this and all that, just stop watching and leave it alone. I'm not talking to those people. The people who have those opinions are not the people that show was for or any. The people who want to remember his legs, who want to know more about the situation anyway and all that type of stuff, please watch Dark Side of the Ring. It was uh, It was great. It's going to make you cry, I guarantee, especially if you cared anything at all for wrestling in the 2000s. <laughs> uh, if you watched any of the in the 90s, whenever you watch, if you got any, if you definitely enjoy any wrestling from Chris Benoit uh, or Eddie Guerrero, you will definitely enjoy that, uh, that uh, special. It was well done. Uh, heartbreaking, but well done. 
And uh, I honestly, I don't know how you can talk about this situation without it being, you know, tough and bad, you know, just like rough to get through. But it, it was it was worth it, I think. I I agree. Um, I wrote in my notes that it was well done. It it told the story um, and provided all the context you would need to to have with that story, um, and with like those lives. Also, it wasn't it wasn't like. Um, people saying that I this is this is my this is my non fact based opinion on it. These are people who knew both of these people. It wasn't anybody who was just like not within their inner circle, um, of of people right. like talking about this. And yeah, the people who were considered family, pretty much, or or was much. family. Like or it was. it really yeah. was like a statement of facts, um, that that were there and um had happened. And, like, all of the different factors in the situation, um, regardless of, like, what. And this is this is the thing. We talked about this after we watched it. The thing that people get, like, so caught up on is, like, the end of a story. But they don't look at the whole story or, or like, how that whole story impacted somebody or the whole, like, the people involved in that story. They just think about the end. Like, you don't go to a movie and then just wait, just sit there and, and skip to the end. No, you don't. And so you can't do that with a person's life. You can't do that with um, people's lives. And it's not even that. The amount of people who have who've been forgotten over the years after this, like uh, no one for years. I've never until I seen this. I was part of it also. Didn't even no one talked about it or even wanted to think about like what his others, his older son, you know, David was going through. Right. The you know one, what I mean? Yeah. The, uh, you know, his grown, his you know, the guy who uh, the his kid who was. Uh, from his previous marriage. From a previous marriage, right. And listening to him talk about being bullied, the people talking behind his back, uh, the way he was basically thrown away and abandoned. Blacklisted. Blacklisted from anything WWE-related and all that type of stuff. Like, it's just, it, it, it's, it gives you every perspective. It also gives you some unpopular opinion. It gives you some uh, ways to look at the situation that are really honest. It gives you... You can look at it this way and get something from that uh, thing. You could also look at it from another way and, and and get something from that situation. That's why I think everybody should get to see it. They should formulate their own opinion. And I, I promise you'll enjoy it. You may shed a few tears, but they'll be worth it because, you know, I think those guys' memory, those, those people's memories, even – and also Nancy, another person who's forgotten in that whole thing. A lot of people remember what happened at the end, but, like, her career and stuff has been forgotten. Right, like based on this she, situation, she was in the wrestling business, and they actually met because of the wrestling business. So we can't just, like I said, just because of like the end result of something, you can't just completely negate somebody's whole like life. Like she had a whole life before any of that happened, um, and she was she was known by everybody as being like a strong woman and um, literally woman. Yeah, um, definitely, and, and not taking any BS from anybody, and just to just to. Um, always correlate that situation and not talk about all of her, her triumphs and um, all that she's did. Like, like Chris said, um, Chris Jericho said, um, she was one of the pioneers in, in the valet business that without her and without Elizabeth, um, once they stopped, like it don't really, even exist anymore. Exactly. And, and like people like Zelina are there, but Zelina's not a valet. Zelina's a wrestler, but she's just good at valet. Yeah. Being a manager. I mean, and then she even has more involvement. We're talking about somebody who never even got involved with the grappling exactly. or with anything. 
uh, like that. She was just that character, more like uh, Miss Elizabeth. And Miss Elizabeth still gets remembered for what she did. You know, her end does not get discussed in the same way. Even though I love their the special they did on her. Oh yeah. Because that's that was sad too. Like and we so, we've like, seen we've I think seen, they all deserve to get those like yeah, uh, I, stories out there. I think it should be noted that we've seen all of the first season of Dark Side of the Ring too. We didn't just start watching this um for this particular episode. If you can like go back on Hulu or whatever and watch the whole season because each one um is is like really important for you to remember and like honor these people's legacies because most of them are for people who have are no longer with us. And then also, uh, so many cautionary tales, exactly, and stuff, and just like letting you know how things worked uh, outside the business, outside the ring. So uh, it's it's just great. It's great content, and uh, we definitely recommend that. And uh, is there anything else you want to leave the people with? Yes, because that was pretty freaking morbid. That was sad. Like, I, I started you getting... You on an hour. Um, okay, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up. Um, please, uh, everyone, stay inside. Um, you know, there's plenty of things for you to do that doesn't involve you getting on your cellular devices, unless you're listening to this podcast. Um, but, you know, there's there's a lot of things going on. To where I feel like we all need to take a step back from technology in general. Even though like my whole schooling is technology right now, we need to take a step back from technology and like reflect on the actual people in our lives. Um, that's all I have to say. Uh, and not only the people, but the pits. I know uh, my teacher. She probably don't want to acknowledge it, but she just recently. I did it. I just I just like lighten the mood, and you want to bring it back down. Yeah, that's why I just this show ain't meant for moves. Anyway, and no, I'm just playing. Uh, she just recently lost a dog, so she was going through uh, uh, not even a dog, more than that, a family member, you know, basically. And when you when you lose or when you go through stuff like that, uh, it puts stuff in perspective, and that's what I really want you to focus on. Especially, yeah, it may sound like a morbid tone or whatever, but the point I'm trying to make is coming off your point. Appreciate not only the little things and yeah, put your phone down and all that type of stuff, but the people you are here, you are with today, or in stuck in the house with, or whatever it is that you have to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. At this point, after being in the house for a week or two, you may be sick of them, but appreciate these days. Appreciate their presence because none of it is guaranteed. Anything can happen, and uh, you know, just keep living life, guys. Y'all already know what it is. We'll be back next week with two more. Strong podcast, uh, predicting. Wrestle, next week's going to be a big week. You know, I'll be Woo-hoo! back in school, but, you know, Mania will be going on, uh, getting ready to happen that weekend. So that's going to be a big, a big card to try to review and preview. So we're going to have to figure something out. I may have to do a special Mania show just because it's a two-day bleeping show. But, you know, we'll figure something out. What's up? Also, my birthday is next week. Woohoo! And we're going to be in the house. Ain't that something? I mean... Didn't nobody want to go out anyway. Fair. Fair. <laughs> oh, well, I only have one more thing to say. You guys already should know. I basically took his gimmick. I don't care. Adios. Adios.